You are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Fueled by Weird podcast, the only podcast unofficially recognized as a member of the Firefly Funhouse. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with the captain of Idaho Armored Medieval Combat Team, Ethan Watt, and the captain of the East Idaho Team, Rick Persinski. Ethan, Rick, how's it going today, guys? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, So usually we like to start the show off with a little bit of an icebreaker question just to kind of get the conversation rolling so today's icebreaker question is what is something you think is totally overrated ethan let's start with you as far as like in the Hurt armored combat stuff oh just uh in regards to anything oh okay nothing's off limits totally overrated um coffee coffee's overrated <laughs> yeah <laughs> man i'm gonna come out swinging and make some enemies right off the bat uh in and out i'm over that <laughs> yeah had it twice didn't yeah it was it was a burger same yeah I, I could take or leave in and out i i don't know i've never actually had in and out so i can't speak to that but i can agree with you Ethan, on coffee my wife and my daughter are huge coffee drinkers <clears throat> but yeah i i don't get it i um, no. Uh, now all three of us are fighting, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get out of the state very, or out of, really out of the city very much, so I, I haven't had a chance to try In-N-Out, but yeah, so I can't I can't speak to In-N-Out, but I think for me, um, and, I, and this might be another thing we fight over, but uh, just Apple products in general. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of Apple. Anyone that knows me well knows that. I don't get why they're so much cooler than Android. People keep telling me I just need to quit being a baby and get an Apple phone. And I was, I, a, oh, I was about to throw down over a pie, man. I'll be honest. I didn't think of phones. <laughs> yeah, not, not Apple pie. Just, just <laughs> Apple, Apple is the company. Oh man. All right. And that's, and that's going to make Jackie real happy. We're probably going to be fighting now, but uh, <laughs> everybody's yeah. mad at everybody now. Yay. Yeah. In our in our big chat group, I think me and only one other guy are Android guys, and the rest of them are, are Apple users. So yeah, it kind of becomes a pain point for them sometimes. But I'm like, hey, just become an Android guy, and it's no longer an issue. Yep. Yep. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to, um, so fueled by weird. The concept behind fueled by weird is basically you know the things that you're into, the things that you like doing, your hobbies, your interests, all of that stuff comes together to make you who you are or you know that they're the things that fuel your weird so rick what are some of the things that or what is something that fuels your weird i mean it can be it can be the armored combat oh. fight. it really can be anything really Whew. oh man it's kind of a, some of its parts thing like i'm kind of i love, I love cooking you know it's like my, my kind of one of my uh things i love to do yeah and it kind of all just kind of 
flows in like when I was cooking, which goes to the armored thing because hey, we have a bunch of people showing up. I get a chance to make food for people. I enjoy that. You know, nice. kind of one thing leads to another for me. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Ethan, what about you? Oh, I, yeah, I do all kinds of weird shit. I've got uh, Warhammer. I'm into that. I love painting little miniatures. Nice. I know Rick does too. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> You're right. That's awesome. Um, I've got a big home gym in my backyard. Well, back shop. Uh, and that kind of leads into the armored combat stuff too. You know, that's become my big passion in life uh, is doing the armored combat stuff. Um, like magic, like board games. You know, the typical, a lot of the typical nerd stuff, I've probably tried it and like it. Right on. So Magic, like Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, the card game, yeah. That's awesome. I used to play that a bunch as, when I was in high school. I still have all my cards. The reason I don't, oh, play much any, I don't play much anymore because there's not a lot of people around here, at least that I'm aware of, that still like to play. Um, and so some of the new stuff I'm totally lost on because it's been easily at least 10 years or more since I played, so... Oh. I feel yeah, that. it just keeps getting more and more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, you wouldn't be a, a fun nerd hobby if they didn't make it overly complicated, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> how, how many pages is our rule book for this sport? Like in the 40s or 60s? Yeah. You think <laughs> yeah. just swinging metal sticks each other would be a lot simpler than that, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, speaking of that, you guys have brought it up a couple of times, and that's kind of what we're here today to talk about is the armored medieval combat fighting. So um, Rick, what was it that got you interested in it in the first place? So I started off as like a LARPer doing buffer fighting, you know, foam swords, foam shields, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I eventually kind of started getting bored with it. If that makes sense, moving yeah. more from being a simulacrum of combat to, Oh, look, we have these actual analog swords and turned like, Oh, look, we have lightsabers. Now everything's so light and so fast. And, I couldn't keep up with it. So I said, you know what? It's time to move on. And so this was the next logical step for me was uh, spending the money to buy a suit of freaking armor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You know, just stepping up to, you know, you're comfortable. You've kind of, for a lack of a better term, quote unquote, mastered the art of LARPing. So you kind of want to know, you know, what's, <laughs> what's, 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 what's the next logical step? So that makes sense. Uh, Ethan, what about you? What was it that got you interested in it in the first place? Yeah, so, I mean, I started out as a kid, you know, playing with sticks with my brother, wanting to be a knight. Um, yeah, that kind of waned as I got into sports through high school, college. Then after college, I got into SCA, which is Society for Creative Anachronism. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, they've got a huge community for kind of like a live-action role-playing, all kinds of medieval life, but they have a little fighting subsection and they use uh, sticks. It's a type of bamboo called rattan, but it's real similar. And then after I did that for a little while, I took a long break. And I don't remember where I first saw the armored combat stuff. Um, it was probably a YouTube video of it. I was like, wow, they get, they're in like all real armor and they're fighting with real weapons. I want to do that. So then I there was nothing really happening local around me. So I just <laughs> bumbled around online found a place to buy armor and pulled the trigger and about took about two years for me to get my suit of armor. And, uh, that's been, I've been hooked ever since. And it's kind of similar here too, where it's like me and a buddy just decided because his cousin's big into it. 
lives overseas now and did a bunch of fighting in Europe and Australia. Yeah. And uh, we decided, you know what, why don't we buy our own, just beat up each other in my backyard, have a good time with it. And uh, yeah. we got our stuff ordered in and I got a call from a third buddy, the LARPing buddy of mine. He's like, hey, get to the park now. The guys in the armor are here. <laughs> and like, whoa, what? And so you show up and meet Ethan and all these guys. Just kind of show up from, show up from Salt Lake, Montana, all met in our town to fight. And I'm like, oh, well, awesome. That kind of from the deep, I dove into the deep end from that one. That point, it was great. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. You know, sometimes when you find something that you're interested in that's not close by, really the best way to kind of get it close by is to kind of, you know, initiate and start doing that yourself. And then eventually you'll find those other people like, hey, that's cool that that's here now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what happened for us. My original plan was, well, I'm just going to travel around. You know, I've got my car. I'm going to sleep in the back of it. And just like this wandering hedge night fighting wherever I could. <laughs> yeah, same. I did. I did that for just a little bit. And then, you know, the club started growing. People started coming. I'm like, man, I've got this in my backyard now. I don't have to go driving around for it as much. That's awesome. Uh, so. Can you tell me a little bit about what it is? So what exactly is armored medieval combat fighting? Yeah, so it's a recreation of the old medieval style of tournament called Bohurt or Bohurt, which is a French word that means to wallop. I think it originated in the 1300s or it ended in the 1300s sometime. I'm not sure on the dates. And it was just a tournament instead of, you know, like what you normally think of, like from a knight's tale, how they have the jousting yeah. and then he would do the, the, the fighting on the ground, which he didn't like doing because it wasn't as like glorious. So that's what we do. We do the, the just fighting on the ground stuff, real similar to what they had in a knight's tale. And the whole point of it was to just take your opponents to the ground because that's how you'd beat somebody in armor is you take them to the ground and then stab them with a nice long knife. But that's the basics of it. And then they had duels categories like what we do. And then Boohurt is technically the melee category, but it's usually just called Boohurt because it's easier to say. But it's easier to catch but all, yeah. I guess it's not easier to say. It's a weird word. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks it's butthurt when they have it on a, a t-shirt or something. I've gotten that more than once. <laughs> But that's kind of what it is. Um, so all of our swords and axes and stuff are blunted. You can't stab. I think you could back in the medieval days, or maybe there were some restrictions on it. I'm not sure. Um, but And then there's a few other areas we avoid for safety, like the neck, knees, and feet. Yeah, But otherwise, you can punch, kick, grapple. That's kind of the whole point is taking each other to the ground. And then once you're on the ground, you're out. And you just have to lay there and be an obstacle until – the round's over, but luckily we all get to stand back up most of the time. Yeah. That's good. Um, so how, how, you know, did this originate? How did it get started? I mean, I get that, you know, back in the medieval times, it was a pretty common thing, but you know, in our time, how, you know, how, what was the origin of that? How did it get started? Rick might know more than me. I'm not super well versed in history. I know it started off like in Russia and Ukraine, really big. They had all the yeah. you know, plentiful, cheaper metal to build the suits out of, and just kind of—I'm not sure how it proliferated, but I know it started there. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Started in Ukraine and just started spreading out. I think the 
um, there was some SCA people that kind of started it up in the States, I think, but I'm not sure how it got started in the States, but I'm pretty sure the sport as a whole started in Ukraine and Russia. Gotcha. Okay. So um, you've kind of gone about a little bit, but how, like if you're, how do I try to say this? How, how does it work? Like if, when you're in a, a typical match, like how, explain to me how a match would go. So generally sure. it starts off, there's like three, three V three, five V five. And was it? And then go up from there, but five V five is kind of the standard. So you'll have your team on one side, their team on the other. You'll have mm-hmm. a guy uh, kind of refereeing in the middle, trying not to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's two different, I guess, ways. Uh, to fight there's the uh, melees which are what rick was talking about the 3v3 5v5 and there's duels which are just one-on-ones and there's different weapon categories and those are points they're scorekeepers that keep track of good hits Uh, but in the melees it's just last man standing yep cool and do you guys um and i kind of already know the answer to this is because i've been friends with you for a little bit rick but do you guys like have practice? Like how, how do you prepare for these? Yeah, we actually have a local practice twice a week here. We get together. We'll either be in armor, out of armor, mostly out of armor at this point. Cause people are still getting their uh, kits put together. In my group, it's still really new in this area. Mm-hmm. So we'll have, we have like, you know, MMA gear. We'll use that. And you know, we still use like the buffer, the soft swords, practice techniques, like grappling, uh, different moves we have, how to throw a proper shot, that kind of stuff. We just kind of meet up and get the the muscle movement down for when people actually get their gear so we can just jump right into it. Gotcha. And Ethan, what about in your neck of the woods? Yeah, real similar. We have practice uh, three times a week. Monday and Wednesday are our soft kit days. That's what Rick was talking about with the, the MMA gear. So you can just kind of simulate wearing armor, wear bulky gloves, like hockey gloves or something, and then work on techniques, different throws, um, different like plays for the team fights. And then Fridays, we try to do a lot of similar stuff, but in armor and then have time for people to to work on duels or um, as people get more armor, we'll scrim or do scrimmages and just fight against each other. Nice. So, you know, I mentioned in the beginning that you are the captain of, of all of Idaho and Rick is the, the captain of the Eastern Idaho part. How did, how did that kind of uh, infrastructure get started? Oh, well, I'm just the captain of the Boise team. Okay. I just started up the Idaho Armored Combat uh, website and Discord. And that's the whole intent on that is just to make a, a place for the whole community to use to coordinate and talk to each other. Because it's just been, uh, the sport is so new. People use Facebook. People use like text groups. There's not a good like way to communicate and organize. So that's what the whole um, Idaho Armored Combat thing over Idaho is. And I just picked a name that was hopefully easy to Google. Um, but as far as taking it locally, um, there there was a club in Boise, and it kind of died off. Uh, people just lost interest. So I um, said, hey, I'll run practice until, you know, you guys find a new captain. And But nobody came back. So it's pretty much a, well, one person came back. <laughs> and then otherwise, it's all brand new people um, that 
I just started reaching out, you know, uh, talk to people. And as soon as one person knows, they tell another. And that's a lot of it's by word of mouth. This kind of slowly started to grow. Um, and then I just try to help like locally, you know, around like uh, with what Rick is doing. And we had another club just start up in Burley and Britt is running it over there. But yeah, it's just I, I couldn't even tell you really how it works. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, right. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing a good job. So I'm guessing, Rick, that, you know, the the area in Boise or the group in Boise got big enough that maybe it finally was able to branch off here in, in Idaho Falls. Exactly. They've been a huge help for us getting our start. Like uh, after the Pocatello Ren Fair earlier this summer, we did a new new member orientation on our side of the state. And Ethan and his boys are incredibly helpful coming over and bringing their suits, helping people are interested, get kitted up for the first time just to try it out. And it was actually, it was a really great time. Shortest I can say about that is it was, it was, it was amazing. I was not expecting, I was expecting maybe five people to show up. We had, I want to say like 20 ish. Yeah. That was crazy. That was so cool. Nuts. That's awesome. And going back to what you said, Ethan, discord has been a huge help in regards to communication. I know um, us, us here at geek network, we actually just recently, implemented discord as a better way to communicate because we had just been communicating through facebook chat up until now but sometimes things get things get lost in the sauce and yeah it comes out that you can't remember what happened so it's good to make all those individual channels to kind of keep things a little bit more organized exactly yeah we were having that same struggle and when you've got like in september we've got an event every weekend so we've got different channels for each event, you know, and yeah. if you do that all over in one big message. Yeah, it gets lost. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. So Discord's been a huge help. I've got a couple people that ask because I'm I'm not particularly tech savvy. So some yeah. people have been helping me run that, which has been a godsend. That's been super nice. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I know like um I'm somewhat tech savvy, but I know there's all sorts of cool things you can do with the Discord. But yeah. we're kind of just got it up to the point where it's it's functional and it's and most of the people in there are are also not very tech savvy. So it's even getting them to come to Discord has been kind of tough because you know it's mm-hmm. getting someone out of their comfort zone trying a new thing. So um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's um, what it is is getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure, right. absolutely. I mean, not everyone wants to get hit in the face, but sometimes you know it's really it's really good. Uh, way to relieve some stress by hitting somebody else in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Nail on the head right there. Right. All right. So you did mention that you have competitions every weekend and I know that you have one coming up. I believe it's next weekend. Well, yeah. So we're at, I'm in Utah right now at one. Um, And then next weekend is the Burley one. Um, And then uh, I don't remember which one was after that. I, it's and then, Boise after that in two weeks. Yeah, well, that one's on the September twenty third. Yeah, there's another one on the weekend before that, but um, and that's just September. Usually, it's not this busy. Like August, September is the busiest, um, and then it gets real quiet in the winter. And the next, there isn't anything really until February. After September, it gets it slows down a lot when it gets cold. It doesn't make sense because it's so much nicer to fight when it's cold, but what do, what do I know? <laughs> so do you guys, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned during the winter, it's a little bit slow. Do you guys have a lot of tournaments during the summertime? Yeah. A lot summer of, yeah. All over so you, the place. 
you do like team versus team or like is there like a how does how do the tournaments work yeah well the the best example will probably be carolina carnage so that's in south carolina we went last year it was really cool there it's held in a big rodeo arena because uh-huh. the rodeo dirt is actually really nice so it's soft. On. yeah it's nice and soft <laughs> And uh, then they set up the list in there, you know, and that's just the the fence that we fight in. Uh-huh. That's what the list is. And like this year, there are, I believe, thirty six teams, five v five teams scheduled to be there. And a five v five team consists of eight fighters, so you get three alternates, and then you can have two support people, and then at least in the arena, and then you bring however many other support people you want, but. So there's should be 36 teams coming, which is crazy. That's the biggest wow. turnout at a tournament that is in the States. Yep. Um, they have teams from as far as Australia showing up for this one, like literally yeah. all over the world. Wow. Yeah. Last year they had a team, the white company from the UK came, Scalagram from Canada came, and then all around the States. I think the Dominus from Portland area. They were probably definitely there. The yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, did you guys want to talk a little bit about your uh, the Ren Fair that's coming up next weekend? Sure. Yeah, the that one I haven't actually worked with that organization yet because they they just started up. They're new, and what a Ren Fair event looks like is we'll do we're kind of more performers at that. We try to get a, like a good practice and make it a competition, but um, so we'll fight over multiple fight blocks. So like, hey, we're gonna fight from noon to one, then we're gonna take a break and fight from five to six or whatever. Gotcha. And then we'll just do like we'll alternate between doing melees and then doing duels and fill that time block with fighting, and uh, then interact with people afterwards, um, take pictures, yeah. you know tell people what we do <laughs> it's much more of a demonstration too we'll do a lot of things that aren't just good in competition that things that just look fun too a lot of kicks a lot of punches things that aren't yeah. necessarily strong moves to do in a competitive setting but look fun <laughs> fight with pots and pans exactly or, <laughs> or get your thumb broken with by a crutch yeah that was pretty cool oh, man <laughs> yeah, a lot definitely of... don't know about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of flashy moves to to put on a performance for the crowd right you trust sparks mm-hmm. of interest. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so if someone was interested in joining or checking it out from themselves, how would they get started? Uh, Startfighting.info. That's the that's the go-to there. That's the general website for everyone for mm-hmm. nationwide anyway. Uh you said that was start startfighting.info. Yeah. I'll okay. double check that real quick for you, but I'm ninety-nine percent sure that's what it is. It's just a great resource for new fighters saying that looking to get into the sport. Yeah, and if you're in Idaho, just Google Idaho Armored Combat and send us an email and we'll get you sorted out. We'll send you to, I'll either send you to Rick or Britt or we've got one guy up in Sandpoint who's talking about starting a club. Um that's what uh we'll try to do in Idaho if you're there anyway. And what kind of a, a cost is involved in getting getting started in, in fighting? To actually get started, it's not very expensive. Just a cheap pair of you know, like hockey gloves, an MMA helmet, and you're good to go. That's all you really need to show up to a practice and get going at that point. 
as far as armor and kit goes, that's where it starts getting a little more uh, <laughs> sky's the limit. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's between two to three thousand dollars to get the armor um, for your for a first kit. You could spend way more than that on fancy stuff, but it's not going to really perform any better. Um, about two to three grand, and then you're looking at you're going to be traveling a lot to go to events. Um, you're going to be training a lot if you don't want to have a miserable time. <laughs> yep. Cardio is king. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, if for someone seriously looking into it, factor in that stuff too. You know, either a gym membership or have a plan to work out is massive and a plan to travel. We have the time and be able to travel to go to events. Having um, someone nearby or the tools yourself to fix your gear when it breaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of forgot too. about all that. You're going to be doing a lot of maintenance. <laughs> You're going to need yeah. to know how to set a rivet, sew, and do basic leather work for straps, you know, like buckles and stuff. No. Yeah. There's a lot wow. that goes into it. Um, but also, we try to encourage everybody, like, this is your hobby. Take it as seriously or not seriously as you want. If all you want to do is come and, you know, just be at practice and watch and hang out with the the group, you know, that's awesome. If you want to go to an event once a year, that's awesome. If you want to do it every weekend, that's awesome. You know, we'll work with you on however you want to enjoy your hobby or your sport. Exactly. Um, it's and, and be welcoming to however people want to enjoy it. That's one of the first things I tell our new people at practice is, you know, if you show up once, you know, show up for six months, I might not remember your name, but I'll still greet you like I remember you. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you're still exactly. welcome. Yep. That's awesome because, you know, there's a lot of times that people will be interested in a hobby and they'll be really scared to start it. And then they finally get up the courage to start it. And they're just, they're not very welcoming or they're, you have to be very strict about it. Like if you don't take this, yeah. you can leave. And so that's cool that you guys are really accepting of that, regardless of, you know, how, how involved you want to be, regardless of the level of involvement you want, you guys will still treat them the same, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's yeah. a hardcore sport, you know, it's tough. And that kind of, it, it makes people want to, I guess, force that on other people like, Oh, you know, you want to be this tough if you want to do this thing or whatever. And, you know, I always thought that was kind of silly. And, but I think you get that with any kind of, you know, hardcore sport, whether jujitsu or boxing, you know, whatever you want to, you get guys that kind of identify, Hey, this makes me tough. And so you better be tough too. But that, it's, we're just we're, we're all the same nerd and we just want to have fun fighting with swords so <laughs> everybody yeah, exactly different pace yeah. yeah i mean sometimes you'll have you know the guy that wants to come out and be hardcore and he's like throwing his whole self into it and everything yeah. about him is this or or her we're not going to discriminate True. but you yeah. know that you sometimes have you know the casual person that just you know has some steam to blow off and they just want to come and beat the crap exactly. out of other people for a couple of hours so yeah that's that's very cool and you know yeah and you know there's all types of geeks out there like you mentioned and it's cool that you know idaho's not known for a lot of stuff and usually if you want to get to the really niche nerdy stuff you have to go outside of the state so it's cool like guys like you and guys like um brandon kimball and his friend who are bringing the the cons to idaho falls which is really cool that we're starting to get Idaho's starting to get a lot more nerdy and that's very cool. Like, I think the thing is, is there really are a lot of nerds in Idaho, but you know, as typical nerds, you don't really like to associate with each other because it's scary to talk (laughs) to people, you know? Yeah. Gross. Right. 
So that's that's good. So it's that's good that we're it's good that we're finally getting stuff like this that'll bring nerds together because it's awesome that I mean they're there and you just don't think that anything is like that in Idaho because it's Idaho and you never hear about anything cool like this in Idaho. So it's cool that yeah you make this happen. Well, that's the coolest part for me has been bringing people together. It's the community and like the group of people you're around. Cause you know, we've all kind of got the same screw loose. We've all kind of looking for the same thing, <laughs> which right. you haven't found in other groups. So for me, uh, the, the, the brotherhood that has come up from, you know, the guys I'm with and the really, you know, the friendships, relationships I make with uh, people from other teams, that's been what's really turned it into a passion for me instead of just, you know, a hobby is, you know, providing a place where you can come after work and just hang out and get that brotherhood and that bond with people that you trust really closely. Cause we're fighting with, you know, weapons that'll kill each other. And if you don't trust your partner to not hurt you and to help you grow, you know, you're, you're not going to come back. So being around guys like that, that you trust has been huge for a lot of people. It's been good therapy. I agree with that hundred percent, man. Like some of my best friends I have in the sport, I never would have met otherwise. Like it's, yeah. been, it's been great. Just the short of it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's good to have that, the circle of friendship. Cause usually it's like, I've talked about this in other shows where, you know, it's hard to do a thing by yourself. And so it makes yeah. it a lot easier if you find a bunch of like-minded people or people doing something similar to what you're doing. Cause like you said, it does create that bond, that brotherhood. And, even when you're not doing the thing, you know, whether it be armored combat fighting or, or even with us here at geek network, um, you still find that brotherhood of people because you're with people that are doing the same thing you're doing. Um, and even when you're not doing that thing, you've still got that relationship and you can count on it and you can have those people be there for you. It's like you said, people you can trust and it's people you can go to when you need stuff. Exactly. You just need someone yeah. to talk to yep yep definitely that's very cool all right well where can we keep up with you guys uh where can we stay up to date on all the things that are happening so we can come support you guys um the our facebook um it's kind of where we post most things i'm i'm not good at social media i, I haven't followed it very well that makes two but, of us <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get involved join the discord for sure and you can get that just by emailing us the Idaho armored combat at gmail.com. Um, and then that would be the best way to stay up to what's going, to what's going on in Idaho would be just getting the discord and watch, but hey, not just Idaho, the region at large, we post all the uh, Utah, the Montana events on there too. Keep in touch with all those yeah. guys, just True. the greater yeah. local area. Right on. So we've got the Facebook, we've got the discord. And the website, is there anywhere else we can keep up to track on you guys? I think those are the big ones. I don't get anything yeah. else. I think that'll that'll work. Awesome. And so the event next weekend, do we you said it was in Burley? Do we have like a time? Any of that stuff if anyone nearby wants to come support? Uh one second, grab that for you real quick. One sec here. Oh, where'd the flyer go? I just had the flyer. There it is. That's nope. Doesn't have times on there. Right, the flyer doesn't have time. It just says September first and seconds. All it says. <laughs> uh, well, fight box are going to be at one o'clock and five o'clock at the ranch okay. fair. So probably at least noon, just to get there in time. Yeah, that'd be safe. Travel, travel time stuff like that. 
And then if you're in the Boise area, uh, September 23rd, the Ren Fair in Garden City. And at the same times, 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock are our fight blocks on both days. It'll be a Saturday-Sunday event. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that one we were thinking of before between Boise and uh, Burley. It was in Montana. That's the one up in Lolo on the 9th and 10th. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. But Lolo Brewing. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you guys have any advice, any last parting words before we go? Well, do cardio. <laughs> if you want to fight, do cardio. Cardio is key. Got it. Yep. What about you? Don't be afraid to reach out. We're pretty uh, we're pretty laid back, pretty welcoming. We're, we'll give you the we'll, we'll point you in the right direction if you're interested. That's awesome. All right. Well, to keep up to date with these guys, to keep up to date with all sorts of great news in the world of geek. Make sure you head over to our website at geek-network.com. You can find us on face or on Instagram and Twitter at geeksaz. We're at Geek Network on Facebook. IMCD is weird on Instagram. The music for the show is by my friends in Polygon Horizon. They're a great band. Go check them out on Bandcamp if you're interested. Uh, the logos by the show are done by my friends Chris Chandler and Mike Belcher. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter. If you like the show, please leave a review and tell your friends because just like you guys, word of mouth is our friend. And remember, kids, to embrace the things that feel your weird and always geek responsibly. Rick, Ethan, thanks so much for coming today. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having us.